If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Circle of Influence. I am your co-host, Amy Walker. And I am Dr. Monica Ogando. And... I feel like we should start singing some sort of a up on the housetop type song because we're talking about holiday sales today. You guys, can you believe? Ding, 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 ding. I mean, I know it's not yet Halloween and I know you're, I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh my gosh, you guys have turned into Walmart. Like you can't even let Halloween have its moment before you start talking about holiday sales. Seriously, I'm offended. But you guys, we have no. to. We have to. And here's why. This is the number one reason I see that businesses struggle during their holiday sales because Mm -hmm. in mid-November, they start planning out their holiday marketing and then they're scrambling. And the reality is a marketing campaign needs to be planned about two to three months before it's executed. And the marketing implementation is what determines the sales. And so if you want to be selling well in you know, that holiday season between uh, Thanksgiving and between New Year's, then you absolutely have to be planning in October. It's not optional. It's required. It's required. Absolutely. So one of the things that I want to highlight on this one is, you know, in the CEO Mastery Methodology, we, we parallel the domains of business mastery to a the a chakra inside of the body, right? And so the root chakra corresponds to the money conversation. And typically when I'm coaching clients through anything, whether it be a launch or whether it be a, a new st- a revenue stream or whatever, the first question I ask is not about vision. It's about how much money do you want to make? <laughs> mm-hmm. Start looking backwards or whatever the outcome is, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be money, but whatever the outcome is, what is that finish line? What is that horizon? So that then we can reverse engineer the process. And so- mm-hmm. Here's what I want you to do out there listening in your circle of influence land. The first thing that you want to do is look ahead a quarter and see where you want to be three months from now, six months from now. What do you want to be boasting about? What result or what outcome or what milestone, what threshold do you want to cross and cross it off your list to be able to say, yeah, I did that. And that sense of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that sense of, you know, get her done what's the outcome that's going to have you feeling that way? And then start planning backwards. How much money do you want to make? What offers are you going to put out there? What do your customers need to hear and see from you in order to say yes to that? And, and that's kind of like a loaded question too, because here's why you have different levels of customers or at least different levels of audiences. There's an audience that has never heard from you or heard of you, but you have what they need. Some Mm -hmm. people call it a cold audience. I don't call them that. (laughs) 
But how do you engage that quote unquote cold audience? How do you get in front of them so that they know you exist? That's a different level of engagement than evoking action from somebody who already does know you or is familiar with the work that you do. Or perhaps this is not their purchasing cycle. So how do you, how do you create a long-term nurture sequence so that when they're ready to buy, you're the first thing that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. And then the third level is a hot audience. How do you get them to buy again and again and refer friends so that their lo- dollars bring dollars with them? <laughs> yeah. Or currency brings currency with them. And then, so when, once you get clear on those things, then brain dump on them, each one of them. Like even if you have to create like three columns and just brainstorm on each one, how do I engage a cold audience? How do I evoke action from a warm audience? How do I repeat by a hot audience, et cetera? And then list out the steps that each one has to happen, each one has to have and schedule them in your calendar because otherwise it won't get done. I love it. You know, one thing that I want to add into there with this sales goal, and then I'll bring in some other things to look at as well. But with the sales goal, one of the games that I play with myself is as soon as we hit the number, I get to take the rest of the year off and it motivates me. It really helps me to want to dig in and do the work earlier rather than later. Because if I want to take off two weeks in December, I absolutely can as long as I've planned accordingly. Yep. It, and it makes me feel like I'm getting away with something. It makes me feel sneaky. I love it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the difference in strategy if you are a service-based business or an info product um, versus if you're a tangible retail product. Mm-hmm. Because if you are a tangible retail product, your marketing strategy is about how do I um, get, how do I let people know that this is the holiday gift that they've been looking for? So it's about merchandising. It's about packaging. It's about presenting. Sometimes it's about adjusting who you sell to. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you sell cosmetics in the month of December, Most women are not buying cosmetics for themselves because they have shifted where they spend their money onto gifts. And so your, your audience changes just a little bit where now you're marketing to men because men are buying gifts for their wives and they don't really know what to get. Mm. And so if you tell them, this is the exact thing that your significant other wants, then they're going to be open to buying or you market differently to the people who traditionally buy from you. So instead of buy for yourself, it now becomes here are the gift options for your teenage daughter and here's what you get your sister and here's what you get your mother and here's what you get your best friend. And so sometimes in retail, you've got to address and change a little bit who you're selling to and how you're selling to them. And it's really about making your things seem seasonally relevant. Mm -hmm. And if you hit those two things, like you're going to, I mean, and and do the appropriate amount of effort, you're probably going to hit your sales goal and you can do the majority of your sales for the year in these months. I mean, it's amazing when you look at the retail numbers, the majority of business is done in the holiday season. Service businesses are different though. They sure are. They're really different. So the challenge with the service businesses that people are spending more, but they're spending differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, Monica, but I, every single year at the end of the year, we get the people that start to say, will you reach out to us in January? Will you reach us out, mm-hmm. out to us in January? Yep. You know, we've spent our budget for the year. We're not spending until next year. And so with us, like it's a little bit more involved to be able to make that sales process work and mm-hmm. hit our goals. Mm-hmm. So 
A couple of strategies that I use. Um, number one is I do have to adjust how I sell during the holidays. Mm -hmm. For example, if you know normally I would be selling at a live event, I might adjust and start selling through webinars mm -hmm. because maybe it's hard to fill a live event in January and get pe or in December get people to take off two days. Mm -hmm. Or if I normally do an hour long sales conversation, maybe I need to shorten that down to 30. Mm -hmm. So I do need to make it fit into their busyness of what they have going on. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I look at is I really, really, really focus on relevance. Why is it relevant now? Why does it matter and make a difference that they say yes now versus say yes in January? Yeah. And so that's, I think, probably one of the most critical pieces. And then the third piece is you got to adjust your numbers of sales calls you have. If mm -hmm. your sales number, your closing ratio goes down, then you have to have more sales conversations, which means you need to have done more lead generation. Mm -hmm. So it is not the time to slow down. It's mm -hmm. like in October... I want to be getting a ton of leads and I want to be selling as much as possible in November because I actually treat November, December as one long month. So instead of looking at it as <laughs> two months where I'm kind of like equal, okay, here's the goal here, here's the goal there. I'm like, okay, in the next six weeks, what is our goal for this month? And I treat it like one long month because once I, there's a certain point that I hit in December where sales really do slow down mm -hmm. um, and they pick back up, you know, the very end of December, but there's, there's a window in there where things legitimately do slow down. Yep. So for me to be happy with how that looks, I just have to say, okay, I, I know what it is now. What am I going to do with it? So I kill it with my lead gen in October. Mm -hmm. And then we work really hard with sales in October, November. And then we're wrapping up all, all open sales that are possible the first, you know, few weeks of December. And then we're partying with our families and mm -hmm. drinking hot cocoa and wrapping presents. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is good stuff, Amy Walker. You, you know, it's good when I, I when I use your full name. <laughs> But it's not as good as if you also use all the made-up names. Oh, that's right. Because you're Amy Maria de Los Angeles Walker for Rodriguez Martinez Ogando. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> See, when I get all the made-up names, that's when it's either really, really good that's or when you really, really bad. <laughs> One or the other. It's extreme, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So here's what comes up. You, you breaking it down like that, Amy Walker, made me think of something that I always say to my clients, which is when the math makes sense, the magic can dance. Mm. Because a mentor of mine always used to say, and, and again, if you're a coaching student of mine, then you've heard me say this to you too. Uh, when you get that it's not about the numbers, then it can be about the numbers. When you get that it's not about how much money you're making or number of leads and percentage conversion and cost per blah, 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 and life cycle, you know, customer lifetime value, blah, blah, blah. When you get that, it's not about the numbers, that it's about the people that you're serving, the people that you're impacting, the difference that you're making, the, the ripple effect that you're creating in the universe, as it were, then you can use the numbers mm -hmm. and use it as a game to how much of a difference do I want to make? How many people do I want to reach? Right. And so and and so the revenue then becomes a feedback loop about the difference that you're making and not so much about, um, you know, being greedy or whatever, because I think sometimes 
one of the conversations that I'm constantly running into with some of my clients and some of my students is that they, they kind of conflate the definition of making money with being greedy. And the two are not the same thing. Right. You can make a lot of money and make a big difference. And in fact, particularly for women entrepreneurs, the way to make a bigger difference is to make a boatload of money mm-hmm. so that you can reach more and you can you know, make a bigger difference. Numbers are the diagnostics for your impact. That's really there what they go. are. There you go. Beauty. Thing okay. of beauty. Drop the mic. Like we're that. out. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're, we're just done for the holidays. Bye, everybody. Happy holidays. All right, my friends. So it is October. You have got time still to make this holiday season amazing for your business, but you got to get started. So here's what we would love for you to do. Create that holiday sales and marketing plan. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, come ask in your circle of influence. We'd be happy to give you some feedback and input. Mm -hmm. And we always love hearing from you. We love your reviews. So leave us a comment, join the community. And guys, let's go out there and make this holiday season amazing. I believe in you. And we love you. Bye, everybody.